0: Welcome to Gateway Church, Camry, A church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Oh, Amen, well it's great to see you this morning on this Father's Day. And once again, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and all the grandfathers out there this morning. You know, we do thank God for each and every one of you. We thank God for each and every one of you. You know, David, Nat and I, we've been blessed to have an amazing father. He is an incredible father. I might not say it as much as I should, but he is an incredible father. And you know, it's not just because he's he's given us everything. But the most important thing that he has done for, for me and for our first boys is point us to Jesus. That's the greatest thing I believe a father can do is to point their children to Jesus. And he has done that not just with his words, but with his life. He has modelled it to us and I thank God for that this morning and you know if it, either of us three turned out anything like you then we would have done all right. <laughs> we would have done all right but you know Father's Day is a great day. It's a day where we celebrate fathers but I know that, that Father's Day isn't a comfortable day for a lot of people. Some people might have recently lost their father. Some people today might not know their father. Some people might have a difficult or strange relationship with their father but on this Father's Day I want to share with us about our heavenly father. Our our heavenly father is greater than any earthly father. I know my Father is a great father, but our heavenly father is greater than any father. He is a father who loves us unconditionally. He is a father who has an incredible plan for our lives. He is a father who is for you and not against you. He is a father who will never abandon you. He will never leave you. He is a father who answers when you call to him. And he will answer you 24-7. He was there for you right by your side. That is the father who we are talking about. about. And you know this, this morning, he is worthy of all of our praise. You know, there is a song that, that is sung there. Uh, he is a good, good father. That's who you are. And it goes, I am loved by you. That is who I am. That is who I am. And that is who he is this morning. He is a good, good father to you and to me. And you know, sometimes... We, we might not realize that, but he is a good father all of the time. All of the time, he is a good, good father. And on this Father's Day, the, the Lord has laid a, a message on my heart. We're not going to go through the Holy Spirit series this morning. We're going to save that for next week. But the Lord has laid a word on my heart for us as the children of God this morning. For us, his children this morning. And if you've got a Bible, can you please turn to Revelation chapter 2? Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 to 7, and we're going to be skipping back to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 10, and then Isaiah 32 and verse 3, but we're going to start off with Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1 to 7, and the title of the message this morning is 6 or 32, 6 or 32, if you forget everything else, just remember those two numbers, 6 or 32. That is the title of the message this morning. So we're going to start off with Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1 to 7. And it says, To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the uh, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people and that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I have this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent... I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And we're going to jump over then to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 10. And it says, Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. And in Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 3. It says, Then the eyes of those who will will no longer be closed and the ears of those who hear will listen. Then the eyes of those who will see will no longer be closed. And the ears of those who hear will listen. As I said this morning, the title of my message is 6 or 32. Now I don't know what you were like as a father. I don't know what your father is like. But my father is the fount of all knowledge. He knows absolutely everything. My father knows everything. The boys can vouch for me on this. He's got, my father loves to give advice. He is great at giving advice. I don't know if your dad's like this or if you were like this as a dad. But you love to give advice. And my dad loves to give advice. And he has it in abundance. And it's for everything. For any subject, my dad's got a bit of advice. Whether it's from cars to plants, from marriage to health to haircuts, to fashion style. My father has got some advice. He's got a lot of wisdom to pass on. And he likes to pass it on to us boys quite regularly. Actually, I say regularly on a daily basis. He likes to give us a piece of advice. And we've nicknamed this now as the boys, Gem's Top Tip of the Day. So uh, he's already tried to give me a bit of advice this morning. I went down this morning. He's already tried to give me a bit of advice. Uh, However... The boys and I don't always listen. He's got an abundance of advice, but we don't always listen. Partly because it's not applicable at all to what's going on in the situation, but partly because we think we know better. We, we've got it all together, we don't need his advice. We, we're fine, we're men now. Me and Dab are men. Anyway, Nat's becoming a man, hopefully soon in a Nat. <laughs> we, we're men, we don't need that advice. We don't need that, that guidance anymore. We're men, we've got it all together. We've lived long enough, we don't need that advice. And just a great example of this was yesterday. My father gave some fantastic advice to myself. Uh, yesterday, my, my parents took Charlie, our dog, our puppy out for a walk, and they take her out quite regularly for us. And especially on a Saturday, they like to go for a bit of a longer walk. So they took Charlie down to, uh, to Lidl's. And uh, on their way back up, my parents said, they, they decided to let her off the lead. Now, I haven't let Charlie off the lead yet. I don't trust her personally. <laughs> That shows how much confidence I have in her. But my parents decided they let her off the lead as they were coming up by uh, Kaipu Cricket Field up in, in Kumde. They decided they were going to let her off because it's, it's all fenced off, so they'd let her off and see how she'd go. And lo and behold, she was fantastic. She walked by this side. She was an absolute dream, no problem whatsoever. So at half past eight last night, I decided I was going to take Chao for a walk. And so I, I took her down to Bronc Football Field up in Kumde. And I thought, right, well, if they can let her off the lead, surely I can, surely Charlie listen to me. I'm her father, after all. <laughs> surely she'll listen to me. So I let her off the lead, and she was amazing, absolutely amazing. Right by my side, she'd go off a little bit, I'd throw a stick, she'd come back, fantastic. I thought, all right, I'm going to give her a bit of a longer walk for you. She, she, she wants a bit of a longer walk. She's full of energy, so I'll give her a bit of a longer walk. So I thought, right, I'll go down to Kaipu, because Kaipu is right next to the football people. So I took her down there. We went through the gate, I thought, right, I'm going to let her off the lead again, here we go. What I didn't realise was there's a bird, the other end of Kaipu. And uh, Charlie, I don't know how she's seen it. I didn't even see this bird, but Charlie's seen her. As soon as I let her off the lead, she was gone like a rocket. I was running across Kaipu for both field about quarter to nine last night. If you heard me screaming and shouting, then, then, then I apologise, <laughs> alright, it was a really embarrassing moment. She had gone. She was about five minutes. She had gone. I was running around there like a maniac. I looked a bit of an idiot, to be honest, running around that football field. Eventually, after screaming and shouting at her, and I finally did catch up with her, which I'm surprised at because I haven't been running for quite some time, I caught up with her. I had a treat, and that was it. Her lead was back on, and she didn't leave my side. And and it's fair to say that I'm not going to let her go off the lead for quite some time. We're going to practice a bit of catch in the garden, I think, for a few more weeks. And so that was great advice from my dad. Fantastic advice, you know. Let her off the lead; she'd be fine. And I ended up running across the full football field, thinking, should, "I'll never see her ever, ever again." So that was great advice. But you know, as I said, my dad's got an abundance of advice. If you want some advice this morning, go to him. He's got a lot, a sort of, for a whole range of subjects. But as I said, we, me and the boys, we don't always like to listen to this advice. We don't always like to listen to it because we've heard it a million times. Same old thing, all the time. I know if we're in truth, we we get a little bit agitated sometimes, don't we, Dad? We get a little bit, we say it politely, but we do get a little bit (laughs) warmed up sometimes. But after hearing all this advice, because we think we don't need it. We know what's best. Or so we think. Or so I used to think. Until disaster comes. Until something that I never thought would happen would come along. And I'm in a mess. I'm in a difficult situation. Then I'm all yours. I'm ready to go run into him then. I go to him for advice. I need his help in this situation. I go to my mother. You know, I need this advice. I need this help. And then come those dreaded words which I'm sure we've all heard. I told you so. I told you this happened. If you just listened to me, I told you this would happen. And those famous words. You should have listened in the first place. Hands up if you've heard those words before from your father or your mother. Nobody. Fantastic. You must be amazing. Maybe it's just me then. But should have listened in the first place you know my dad likes to give a lot of advice and you know sometimes as i said me and the boys we get a little bit wound up by this uh, uh, of this advice you know he doesn't mean to give it to us just to wind us up or to harass us or just to you know for the sake of it my dad likes to give advice because he loves us and he actually does know in a lot of situations what's best for us nine times out of ten he knows what's best for us and knows that we shouldn't do this and knows that we shouldn't do that The reason he likes to give advice is because of his love for us. That's the reason he likes to give advice. Not to wind us up, even though sometimes he does. Majority of times, because he loves us. You know, it can be exactly the same with our Heavenly Father. We can be exactly the same with our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father wants to speak to us on a daily basis. He has advice for us on a daily basis. He longs to guide us on a daily basis. He longs to spend time with us every single day. But more often than not, I don't know about you, but more often than not, we can block him out, can't we? We don't want to hear that advice because we know better. Yes, we're Christians. We've accepted Jesus. We know we've got a hope. We know we've got a future. But sometimes we like to be Lord of our own lives instead of having Jesus be Lord over our lives. Sometimes we think we know best in the situation instead of seeking the counsel of God. and seek, Instead of asking God for advice or for help on what he wants us to do. Because ultimately, our Heavenly Father... He knows what's best for us. The Bible says he created us. He knows our innermost being. He knows our thoughts before we even think of them. He knows our words before we even say them. Every single day of our lives has been written in his book, it says in Psalm 139. He's the one who formed us. He saw us being formed in our mother's womb. But yet we go around and act like we do sometimes as me and the boys do. I don't need your advice. I've heard it all before. I don't need that. That's fine. I don't need it. That is, until difficulty comes, until struggle comes, until you hear those words of the doctor that you never thought you'd hear, until your wife or your husband says something to you that you never thought you'd hear, until your job, until your employer let, lays you off and you never thought you'd be leave that job. Then we're all yours, aren't we? Then we run to the Lord. You know it's sad sometimes. You know the Lord loves us to go to Him at all times, and He loves us to call upon Him in our times of needs. We're encouraged to do that. You know, I think it's sad sometimes that the only time we will seek the face of God is when we're in real strife and real difficulty. Because our God is a loving Heavenly Father who wants to speak to us every single day, not just in the good times. He wants to speak to us, yes, in the valley, but He also wants to speak to you and guide you when you're on the mountaintop. He wants to speak to you and me. He wants us to turn to Him. And you know, we see a very situ- a similar situation here in, in Revelation chapter 2. This church in Ephesus, they've been doing fantastic things. They've been striving. They've been persevering for the Lord. They knew what they had good doctrine. They knew what was false and what wasn't false. They were a good church, a strong church. Yet all of a sudden, these words come along. Verse 4 and 5. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. You know, in these first few chapters in in Revelation, Jesus ended each of his addresses to these churches with this one phrase, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Whoever has has ears ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Maybe this morning. Can everybody touch the side of your head? Have we all got ears here this morning? Yeah, looking out, I can see that everybody's got ears this morning. But I wonder, are your ears open? Are your ears open to the Lord this morning? To what the Spirit might be saying to you? To what God might be saying to you? Are they open or are they shut saying, I know better, I know what's best, I don't need you Lord. Because that's how we are sometimes in a lot of times. And Jesus was saying this to the churches. Whoever has ears, let them hear. You know, Jesus used the same phrase in Matthew chapter 11, verse 15, prior to his message of warning to the cities. He was speaking to these cities and he was saying, you know, unless you repent, then you're going to face destruction. Unless you turn to me and accept, accept me as the Son of God, put your faith in me. unless you turn to me, then you're going to face destruction. And you know, we see in Revelation that Jesus... He gave one final warning to each of these seven major churches. One final warning. And that's what he says at the end. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is his final warning. This is it. There's not going to be any more warnings. This is it. Get it right. Get this right. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to what I have for you. Listen to my advice. Listen to my guidance. Don't shut up because this is the last bit of advice for you. I know he was saying this. Them, you say, Listen, while there's still time, listen, while there's still an opportunity, while we're still living in this period of God's grace and of His mercy, of this where He's still saving people, where He's still able to move, where His spirit is still here, where He hasn't come again, while there is still time, listen, while there is still time, listen before it's too late. You know, we just read in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 10. We're going to read it again. It says, Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. You know, in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 10, it describes how the ears of the people would be closed. The ears of the people would be shut. They would be shut when Jesus first came. That's what Isaiah is referring to. That the use of the people would be shut when Jesus would first come. And what's amazing is that this prophecy actually came to pass. All you have to do is read the Gospels. And you can see that this actually was fulfilled by many people. Many people didn't understand what Jesus was teaching. They didn't understand who he was or what he was teaching. Many people rejected his message. As Jesus came around healing people, sharing the good news of the kingdom and telling them to repent, many of the people will go around like this. I'm not having any of that. I don't want to listen to that. That's not for me. No, forget it. You know, many people think that when Jesus came and when he moved, that everybody received him. Not everybody received him. Not everybody received his message. And you know, what's incredible about this is that this prophecy also confirms the actions of the Jewish leaders. Because even the Jewish priests, even the Jewish leaders... They didn't even see who he was. They didn't even recognize that he was the son of God, that God was in their midst. You know, Jesus even said himself that, that you search the scriptures, you know, waiting for me, but here I am standing in your midst. They didn't even see him. They didn't even recognize him. Yet they were the ones who were declaring on a week-by-week basis who he was. They were declaring to the people and saying the Messiah is coming, yet he was standing in their midst and they didn't even see it. Because their ears were closed. Maybe not their physical view. But the spiritual ears were closed. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to receive this message. They didn't want to hear it. And maybe you've come here this morning. And you come to church week in, week out. And you know, you think, yeah, that's great for my life. That's fantastic. I'm here. You know, I sing the songs. and I, I might listen to the message. But I wonder, are you really listening to what the Lord might say to you? On a daily basis. When you open up the word of God, are you just reading to go through your reading plan? Or are you actually li- waiting to listen to what the Lord might say to you? Are you listening? Are we listening? You know, the people, Isaiah prophesied that when Jesus came, there'd be people who would close their ears. And you know, sadly, that prophecy is still being fulfilled. Because there are many people today who are still like us. Many people like this today. They would say, no, Lord, I don't need your advice. I don't need your guidance. We can do church and we do church. We've got it all together. We've got, the, we've got the routine, we've got the set list, we've, we've got the run sheet. We know how it's going to work in church. We don't need you, Lord. The truth is, we desperately need him. We desperately need him. However, in Isaiah chapter 32, so that's Isaiah chapter 6, but in Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 3, it says, then the eyes of those who see will no longer be closed, and the ears of those who hear will Listen. Isaiah, although he prophesied and said there'd be many people who wouldn't hear, who wouldn't listen, Isaiah also promised that one day eyes would be opened to see who he was. That one day people would hear his message and receive his message and accept the words of Jesus. You know, that's my prayer for our community. God, open their eyes. Lord, open their ears. Open their spiritual ears that they might hear your message open their eyes to see you and to see their need for you. That's my prayer for for my loved ones who don't know Jesus. That's my prayer for my work colleagues who don't know Jesus, for my friends, for those who don't know Jesus. Lord, open their eyes, open their ears, unblock their ears, oh Lord, for our nation, for our community, Lord. And you know, we need to pray that. Lord, open their ears, open their eyes that they might see you, oh Lord. That's what I'm believing for. But you know, just as we read in Revelation, the Lord is speaking to his people. He's speaking to his church. He's not speaking to the lost, he's speaking to the church, to believers, to those who call themselves by his name. He's not speaking to the lost, he's speaking to you and to me. His children this morning, he's speaking to us. Whoever has used, let him know what the Spirit says And yes, we pray that God open up the eyes and the ears of the lost. The Lord is saying, I want to open up your eyes, your ears. The eyes and ears of my church, I want to open them. You know, believers and non-believers today, we all have a choice. We have the same choice. We have a choice here this morning. You have a choice. Are we going to be like the people who were described in Isaiah chapter 6, who closed their ears? To the message of Jesus, or are we going to be like the people in Isaiah 32 who opened their ears and accepted the guidance of God? They accepted the words of Jesus, allowed Him to speak into our lives. You know, Revelation chapter two to three begins with Jesus' last appeal to follow Isaiah 32. These are Jesus' last appeal for us as the people of God to to follow Isaiah 32 to listen, to open up our ears, to get our eyes off everything else and to open up our spiritual ears and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. As you get into the word, would you ask the Lord, would you pray over and say, Lord, speak to me today. Speak into my heart. Speak into my heart by your spirit. But Lord, my heart is open to you. Speak to me. Guide me. I need you. You know, that's what Jesus is saying. That's his last appeal in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 to the people, to the church. Whoever has used, and you, what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You know, these chapters are also a warning to us this morning. They're a warning that one day it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. It's going to be too late for people to repent and ask Jesus to come into their lives and be the Lord and Savior. It's going to be too late for Jesus is coming again. He's coming again at, a, at any moment. And one day it's going to be too late. You might have come here. and You might sit here week in, week out. But one day it's going to be too late for you to get your life right. For you to turn and accept Jesus. It's going to be too late for you to stop dabbling in that sin. And commit your ways back to the Lord. It's going to be too late for you to backslide. It's going to be too late for you to stop blocking your years And say, God use me. It's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. It's going to be too late for people to put their faith Jesus, you know, one day it's going to be too late for our loved ones to come to know Jesus. And yes, we can pray, and we've got to pray for our loved ones, but we've got to pray for boldness and for opportunity, for clear opportunity, and ask God to use us. It's going to be too late one day. So there's a warning that one day it's going to be too late for people to hear. And you know, those who choose to keep their ears and their hearts close to Jesus and the gospel, they're going to face judgment. And eventually they're going to face hell. That's the reality of it this morning. You know, it's sad to say that many churches today have stopped preaching about hell. But hell is a very real place. Jesus described it, it is a real place. And it's a place that people go to who don't accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I know it's uncomfortable. It's hard to hear, but it is the truth. It is the truth. It is what Jesus is preaching. It is what the, wor- the Word of God tells us. That it is a very real place. And one day it's going to be too late. For us to listen and to accept the message of Jesus. To accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. One day it's going to be too late. And then we will spend all of eternity in hell. It's going to be too late. You know, as we come to a conclusion this morning. I believe that our Heavenly Father is speaking to us. I believe our Heavenly Father is speaking to us. You know, it says in John chapter 10 verse 25 to 30. This is what Jesus said. John chapter 10 verse 25 30 he said Jesus answered I did tell you but you did not believe the works do in my father's name testify about me but you do not believe because you are not my sheep listen to verse 27 my sheep listen to my voice I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. Or as it says in other translations, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You know, I believe that our Heavenly Father is speaking to us this morning. I know He's speaking to me. Maybe He's he's not speaking to me, but I believe this morning that He is. Heavenly Father's trying to get our attention, and Jesus says, "We know His voice; we recognize His voice; we recognize His voice." And you know, on Friday night, I was uh, just praying for for this. we praying over the Word. I'd done I'd already done the sermon for the Holy Spirit series, and I was just praying. And the, I was just led to this passage. I was just reading over this. I'd, I'd spent some time just playing the guitar, worshiping, and picked up the Bible and I just began to read Revelation and go through this. And as I read this, you know, the Lord convicted me. The Lord spoke to me through this passage. And, you know, I wrote it down even in my Bible. On 14 through the 6th, 16th. the Lord convicted me to return once again full-heartedly to Him. To once again to keep praying, to keep worshiping, to keep seeking His face. To encourage others to do the same you know, the Lord laid this passage on my heart. And now verse 7 stood out to me. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says. I sense God saying, encourage the church, get back to me. Before it's too late, to open the ears, encourage the church on this Father's Day to listen to our Father's advice, to listen to His guidance. Before it's too late, open the ears, turn back to Him. You know, it says there, consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Go back to that time when you were on fire for the Lord. What were the things that you were doing when you were on fire for the Lord? I know I was praying nonstop. I was was praying, I was seeking his face, I was worshiping, I was reading the word every day, day in, day out, day and night, I was in the word. I'd be listening to messages, sermons, just to encourage my faith. faith. I was sharing with other people what Jesus had done for me. You know, it says that Jesus says to them, repent and do the things at first. And I believe that is the Father's advice to us this morning. Gateway Church, Mill, Dav, Sam, Nat, Grace, Mom, Dad, Chloe, Paul, Adele, Nan, E, Aunt Lydia, Barbara, Diane. He's speaking to every single one of us this morning. Repent and do the things at first. Yes, you're persevering. yes you persevere. And yes, we've got a great history. We sound, yeah, I understand that. But get back to me. Will you hear this morning? Will we hear what the Spirit says to us this morning, to me? Will I hear what the Spirit is saying to you and me? You know, this morning, let's open up our ears to our Heavenly Father. Before it's too late. And the Lord wants to encourage us to do that. Why? Because he loves us. Just as my Father likes to give us advice because he loves us. Our Heavenly Father wants to give us advice. He wants to guide us and lead us and wants us to know His presence every day. Why? Because He loves us. Not after chore or up to burden. Do we have to read the Bible, or come to church. You know, people come to church and they think it's a burden. What a joy and privilege we have to come into our Father's presence. It's not a burden or a struggle to come to church or to read the Word or to Worship when we realize how much our Father loves us. You know, despite our mistakes, despite how much we've messed up, our Father still loves us. And know this morning, God has a plan for you because he loves you. He wants to use you because he loves you. He's brought you here because he loves you. He wants to speak to you because he loves you. So on this Father's Day, June the 16th, 2019, Gateway Church, what's it going to be? 6 or 32? Are you going to be like those in Isaiah 6 who close their ears? Or are you going to be like those in Isaiah 32 who what the Spirit said and is saying to you and to me shall we pray thanks again for listening to this podcast to hear more messages like this one make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes for more content from Gateway and to connect with us go to gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk. have a great day